Crippled Content Creations presents Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability, with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark, with Andrew Gerza, shining a bright light on sex and disability. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Well, hello, friends. Welcome to a brand new episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. My name is, of course, Andrew Gerza. I am your number one queer cripple, your disability awareness consultant, and your cripple content creator, here to bring this awesome program to you and this one is gonna get real personal tonight real it's gonna be you me and some feelings about stuff i wanted to unpack some ableism with you and that's what we're gonna do so get comfy cozy and crippled and let's get started do we think that comfy cozy and crippled should be like a new tagline for the show should i like start that up and be like Every episode be like, get comfy, cozy, and crippled. Is that a thing that we wanted that we that I should try more? I'll try out some different ones and try to bring more hilarious disability puns in, into the show. But it's something I'm thinking about doing every now and then. Um, but one of the things that I love about Disability After Dark and this show and getting to share it with you is that I get to share glimpses of my reality as a sexually active disabled man with you. And as I've always said... I want to shine a bright light on how disability and sexuality really, truly feels. And sometimes it can feel kind of wonky and sometimes it can feel kind of weird and sometimes it doesn't feel super great. Um, and that's kind of where I want to start the episode today. Um, I had some stuff, some sex stuff happen recently and tonight. Uh, and I I just want to get it, get it out with all the feelings are fresh. So... This episode is going to be me sharing some experiences I had with you recently that I want to work through and some internalized ableism that's really bothering me and I wanted to just bring it to my podcast crew. And so real talk, sometimes I use Disability After Dark as my personal journal and when I put the fact that I might bring this episode topic, which I've called I Had Great Sex Twice and Then I Got Mad, when I put that on my Twitter as a possible option, 98% of you were like, yep, I totally want to listen to that, and I totally would listen to that for sure. So this one is for you, friends. Thanks for letting me vent and share my share my, share my, my crippled feels about ableism with you and sex, so thanks. Also, I thanks for voting whenever I put a poll on um, what kind of stuff you want to listen to. That really helps me figure out episodes, and I really love doing that on Twitter. If you see on the Andrew Gerza and the Dizaft Dark Pod Twitter, I'll put like, hey, might do an episode about this, might do an episode about this. And when you vote, it really helps me decide whether or not I should do the show. Usually, I do the show anyway because it helps me find content. But when you vote, like 95% of you want a thing and then 4% of you don't or... 96% 96% of you say yes or have you say yes or have you say no. It really helps me decide what kind of content you want to listen to. So thanks for that too. 
But let's get to my personal feels about sex, disability, and ableism tonight and find out why I had great sex and then I got mad right now. Okay, so both the other night and tonight, I had sex with a worker that I've been seeing a little bit and somebody that I'm really into sexually. And I like this guy a lot and we have great sex. And so I've been seeing this guy um, for sessions occasionally. And he's a sweet guy. We get along really well. We have great chemistry. He's just nice. He's he's a really nice guy. And um, we've been messing around and we've been having some really great sessions He's handsome. He has a smile that will bowl you over. He's introverted, but also a little bit extroverted. Just a nice, nice guy. Um, and he's he's learning about my disability as we get to know each other, and that's really that gets me off all the time. If you want to get me off super hard, ask me questions about my disability and learn as we go. That's like my jam. I'm sure I've said that before, but it's totes my jam. Um, this guy also makes me make sounds that I didn't know I could make. Like I have started growling and wolfing during our sex sessions and saying fuck a lot more forcefully, like, oh, fuck, yeah, like that kind of fuck. And it, it's, to be able to say that, uh, to be able to, like, vocalize what I'm feeling as a disabled person during sex feels super nice. And this guy is helping me to discover that part of myself and, like, really forcefully saying, like, fuck, yeah. It's, it's a really weird cathartic things I, I like our sessions they're really fun um and when this guy kisses me the first time he kissed me he knelt down to kiss me in my wheelchair and just he just instinctively did and the fact that he instinctively goes in to kiss me feels really nice um and we make it out really hard he contorts his body around my chair and then we go to my bed and things and things progress from there um we also make adorable small talk like hey how's your day how is how are things what are you up to what are you doing like i like i like those moments of anticipation before sex they're so valuable and so precious to me you know this i've said this before but they're really they're really really important to me and he does this with me and we like stumble and trip over our words and we make cute small talk and i really like it so it's, it's really it's really really fun the preamble to sex with him is super enjoyable and I'm all about it um and I really really like him and also one cool thing about this guy is that he showers at my house and he lets me watch and I go into my bathroom and I see this beautiful specimen of a dude in my shower and I kind of think I'm becoming a little bit of a voyeur because of this I've never really been super into to Watching people and not being able to participate, I think that's like an, an ableism thing. But watching this guy in the shower, in my shower, like he moves the commode out of my shower and stands there and showers, and it's it's so incredibly erotic. And even though he was only in my shower for five minutes tonight, I, I wanted to get in there with him, and I almost got in there and, and definitely electrocuted myself. It was really hot. So tonight and the other night, I was having sex with this beautiful guy and we're doing the things and we're on bed and he put me in the sling and we're like, tonight, he put me in the sling and it got me in a position where my legs were kind of open a little bit and he was like, oh, we should explore that some more one time. We could just put you in the sling and have you be naked and see what happened. And I just smiled because it meant again that like he was figuring things out and so... 
I really like that. And so he got me in bed, and we started making out, and he has just a really nice body, and he's just sweet, and he's just a normal guy with with a big sexual appetite, kind of like me. And everything's going incredibly well. We're naked, we're moaning, we're saying, fuck yeah, oh yeah, this feels great. Things are things are happening, as they should. One of the things I loved about tonight's session, too, was that he opened my spastic legs to give me head, like he opened my my legs up to get his to give me head and for anybody who has spastic anything or any kind of disability that makes their legs spastic opening my legs to do anything in my nether regions to clean me to wash me to give me great head is a task and a half friends my legs are like a vice grip i'm not sure if i've if you know my legs are a vice grip i have spastic spindly spider legs that only move in a very specific way. And so the fat, and usually when you open up my legs, it hurts and I don't like it so much. But this guy is able to get in there and like do the things with my legs wide open. And that feels really great. Um, and I super enjoyed it tonight. And so if you ever want to get rough with me in bed or do cool different things, let me put my, put your head between my legs and let me squeeze your head as you blow me. That's a really awesome feeling. And I super like that. And it feels really good. And it felt super good tonight. And I know it's a hot visual you're having right now. So I'll give you a minute to just daydream me with your head between my legs. And I know that's turning so many of you queer dudes on. And some of you not queer dudes are being like, yeah, that's kind of hot. I'll just let you dream about that. Think about my head my sorry your head between my legs i know it's such a hot visual three two one and we're back in the room okay so he's on top of me sucking my huge dick like a champion he's making adorable noises while he's doing it he's going all the way down it feels fantastic things are just really great he's putting his hands all up between my legs touching my inner thighs all these places that i'd honestly kind of forgotten about his sexual like places we, we've talked about touch before but I forgot like how I like having my inner thigh touched and how I like having somebody's hands right between my legs just before my taint feels super good as a disabled person that felt great and I'm pretty sure this is like one of the only times I've ever talked about my taint on the show but here we are um so I was having an amazing time and if the friend and workers listening to this you are so much fun and thank you and all the feelings that I'm about to have have nothing to do with you personally. You're great. So things are going great and it's time for me to provide pleasure to him and it's time for me to suck his dick and get him off and, and to really go to town. I, I love doing this with dudes and this is one of my favorite things. And at that moment, both tonight and the last time, I had a third bedfellow join us and my internalized ableism was that bedfellow and it kicked in hard things just started to feel weird I started to feel uncomfortable and uneasy in the bed I didn't feel sexy I didn't feel good I didn't feel bad but I didn't feel great either I felt really uneasy and I was really aware of the fact in this moment with this guy that I was disabled
And so I'm trying to give the guy head, and he's awesome because he immediately assumes the position where I'm in Dead Turtle and I'm looking to my left, and he's got his he immediately gets up, gets up on his haunches and puts shoves his dick in my mouth, which I'm all for. But then I realize that I can't get my head to go in a fast motion to give him a blowjob with any kind of friction because I have really shitty fine motor skills and I can't do I can't I just can't the same when it comes to jerking him off I cannot do a fast jerky like a fast jerk off motion with either of my hands it's just not possible because I have really crappy fine motor options for myself with the CP so I'm really frustrated at this point because I want to I want to get him off and so he's in he is got his dick in my face. He's he's on his haunches. He's got his hand he's got his hands above my headboard on the bed, which is hot. It's so hot. And then he his legs cramp up because you can't sit in that position forever while someone's giving you head. Um and so his legs are cramping up and I felt bad because I'm just sitting in dead turtle, unable to really do anything except suck the guy's dick. He has to do all the moving and it just felt and I've had these feelings before, but for some reason tonight and the last night, it felt really much more uncomfortable than it has before. I can't even really describe it, but it feels like you're sitting there watching yourself have sex and watching yourself, watching your disabled body do this sexual thing, but you can't really do anything about it. And knowing that you can't do much feels really strange. It's an out-of-body experience steeped in ableism. And that's the best way that I can really describe it. And that's what happened this time. And the last time I had this beautiful man in my bed who was hard for my disabled body and was excited to have me blow him and do the things for him. And I was having thoughts about ableism that I didn't know how to shake. And I even told him so halfway through tonight that I was angry that I couldn't do more. I was like, fuck, I'm so sorry that I can't do more right now. I'm so sorry. And I wasn't even sure why I was telling him I just think I had to tell somebody, and I felt like he should maybe know what I was feeling. There's a lot more to come on this episode of Disability After Dark, but first, we're going to play some ads from our awesome sponsor and some great listeners. So, we'll do that, and we'll be right back on Disability After Dark, the podcast shining light on sex and disability, with your host, Andrew Gerza. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Come As You Are is Canada's only worker-owned co-op sex shop. Trans-owned and operated, Come As You Are carefully reviews and curates their selection of sex toys, books, and DVDs. Now you can get 15% off your next purchase at comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Hey there, Disability After Dark listeners. I want to take a minute to let you know all about a brand new contest put on by my friend, Bello Cipriani, who you heard in episode 114, telling us all about queerness, blindness, and disability. Well, he started a publishing company a while back called Ola Books, and they are committed to amplifying the stories of disabled writers. This year, in partnership with Pen to Paper, an international creative writing competition with the Coalition of Texans with Disabilities, Oleb Books has announced a new award for disabled writers, the Oleb Books Personal Essay Award. 
For this inaugural award, the team has chosen the theme of disabled parents. Now, I know there are so many disabled parents out there with something to say and a story to tell. What are the challenges of being disabled and raising a kid? What is disabled pregnancy like? Could you be a disabled mom or dad, or neither, or both? And so much more. Winners of this contest will receive $50 and have their essay featured in an anthology published by Ola Books and be part of a big national marketing campaign. You can enter the contest by heading over to olebbooks.com contests, or you can click on the link in the show notes of today's episode of Disability After Dark. Thanks, friends! Hey there, Disability After Dark listeners. You know how on the show we talk a lot about how do you disclose your disability to somebody on an app? How do you tell that person on Tinder that you're a wheelchair user? How do you tell that person on Grindr that maybe you have an invisible disability? Well, now there is an app for singles with health challenges and disabilities that I want to tell you all about. Friends, I am so excited to tell you all about the brand new Lemonade app. It's a new dating app designed for singles with health challenges and disabilities. With Lemonade, trying to come up with the right way to tell your partner about your health or worrying about what they may think will be a thing of the past. And I love this app so much because when you go in there, you can download it on the Apple Store or Google Play. And you download the app and you have a spot where you can optionally decide if you want to disclose your disability or your health challenge in whatever way you want. You can say, I have CP. You can say, I'm a wheelchair user. You can say, I live with an invisible disability. You can say, I have psoriasis if that's what you're dealing with. You can put whatever you want to to disclose your disability as you choose. And I think that's really, really cool. It allows for you to go on a date with somebody and to be your true self on the apps. And I think that's really important. So the Lemonade app was officially released late last year, and they've just launched a Kickstarter page to help raise money to build out a national ad campaign to bring in users quickly. I love their mission, and I'd love for you to have a chance to to test it out. Um, You can go on and download the app completely free at no cost to you, and you can support the Kickstarter. You can go to supportlemonade.com today. That's supportlemonade, L-E-M-O-N-A-Y-D-E.com, to back the campaign. Check the show notes for details. Thanks, friends. Check it out. We got some new sponsors. I want to thank our trustee, as always, come as you are. But I also want to thank Lemonade App. And I want to thank Oleb Books for coming on as a sponsor for a few months. I really appreciate that. Um, these are great new companies that are trying to do stuff around health and disability and sexuality. And they reached out and said, we want to partner with you. So that's really awesome. So I'm glad I could put their ads in the show. Also, you may have seen on my Twitter that I, just before we get back to all my feelings about stuff, um, you may have seen on my Twitter that I've been putting out a lot of, if you're disabled and you have a thing, tell me about it and I'll retweet you. If you're disabled and you have like a company and you want the company to be featured on the show or something, or you have a project you want me to talk about on the show, send me an ad. I'd love to, to really glow up your stuff and make sure you're your projects, disabled projects, are given a voice on the show in the ad break. So you um, send your stuff that you're working on, anything, doesn't have to be about sex, anything around disability, to disabilityafterdark at gmail.com, 
and I'd love to feature you in the ads or create an ad for you to do that. All right, but now let's get back to the show. So the dick sucking worked out. Everything worked out just fine, and we figured out how to do it, and he he changed positions, and I sucked his dick really. Like, I did my best, but I was still annoyed that I couldn't do certain things. What I will say, though, is that I think deep-throating has actually helped my gag reflex. As somebody with CP, I have a pretty prominent gag reflex. Like, when I go to the doctor for testing and stuff, they can't give me a tongue depressor because I will barf on them. Even thinking about a tongue depressor right now is making me, like, but when I... When he shoves his dick down my throat, I actually don't feel the gag reflex. So I think that any of you with gag reflex stuff due to disability, you may want to suck dick really hard and that might change that might change your issues with that. It might make things go smoother because when I suck his dick, I don't feel like I'm going to barf, which which is a big deal for me and my gag reflex. We we're always having an issue. I can never swallow pills or do anything like that, but when I suck this guy's dick, I don't want to gag. So, yay? Maybe? But that's one good thing that I'm kind of happy about. Whenever I suck his dick, my gag reflex goes away. So, winning for me. So, throughout our session, I wanted to jack him off some more, and his penis is just fantastic. It's just so pretty. You know when you see a pretty dick, and you're like, oh, it's just so pretty, I want to do all the things... Because it looks so nice. He's got a dick like that. And in order for me to jack him up properly, he has to straddle me and sit on his haunches on his, with his legs kind of over me and touching me, which is which is awesome. Um, and in one of the early episodes where I mentioned losing my ability to jerk off because of the tightness in my hand muscles and my cerebral palsy, I think I talk about how I can't stroke off a penis in the typical fast fashion. I, I'm sure I mentioned that before and I mentioned that just now. Um, but I can't do it. And so because my muscles are tight in my hands, I can't, I just can't get friction happening. And this lack of friction is okay for me, but it's really important when I'm with a lover that I please them and do it the way they're used to. And when it came time for me to jerk him off tonight and the other night, I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. My jerk off motions are so much slower jerkier and stunted it's kind of like watching it's like watching a marionette jerk someone off that's kind of how I do it I look like a marionette trying to get somebody off because my hand motions are just slower and much more calculated because I'm trying to figure out how to to make it go and it just looks slow I think a lot of people with 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 gross motor skill issues when they try to go fast they just end up going slower and it 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 that's how I look. I look like a marionette trying to get this guy off. A puppet trying to get this guy off is how I look. Um, and I get annoyed because I have seen guys jerk themselves off in certain ways. I've seen it in porn. I've seen it in real life. And I just can't do that. And in this weird moment with this guy tonight, as great as it was, I felt emasculated because I knew that I couldn't get him off that way. I just knew I couldn't. And it's kind of funny because the angrier that I got about it, the more I tried to use that anger to, like, create friction with us. And I tried to, like, squeeze his dick a certain way. I tried to, like, stroke it a certain way with the anger. I tried to use the anger to, like, create a fast motion. I just couldn't do it 
my body just said no. And I was just so upset and so angry. Like, I stopped a bunch of times tonight as we're in the middle of stuff. And I just said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he kept being like, it's all right. Don't worry. Like, don't put pressure on yourself. He was doing everything right. He was being so kind. But I was just dealing with his internal labelism right in the moment. And it pissed me off because this stuff doesn't strike you until it strikes you. It just comes up out of nowhere. You can be having a totally fine moment. And this is stuff that I've been dealing with for 20 some odd years and I always kind of think about, but I, when I'm with somebody that I really like, I put it in the back of my mind and I just go to town. But tonight, for some reason, it was right there front and center. And the last time too, right there front and center, right with me. And I couldn't figure out how to feel about it, but I just didn't feel like a dude. It made me feel less of a man, which is all fucked up because toxic masculinity and blah blah and I don't want to be worried about my manhood I just want to have a good time but it was there it was there and it was all wrapped in this enigma of ableism and and upset it was all it was all staring me in the face and all I wanted to do was like get this guy off with me and enjoy myself and I was enjoying myself but the back of my mind I was hearing you're not good enough. This is. What if he's thinking something else? What if he's thinking about someone else? What if he doesn't really want to be here? All that stuff was resurfacing. And as he was leaving and as we were done both times, he reassured me at a great time. He was like, don't worry, you're awesome. It's okay. Like, we'll just hang out. Don't worry about it. It was everything... Everything had gone to plan, and then everything had worked out the way it's supposed to. Um, but he did mention a few times, like, I want to make you come. How can I make you come? And it just pissed me off because not only could I not, he got himself off tonight, but I couldn't come. And I think that's partly because I had ableism in my ear telling me that I couldn't get him off. It was a whole bitch's cycle tonight. And it just, it really made me mad. And it really made me so mad that after he left... And after I got back up to my room, before I hit record, I had a really good, deep cry. One of those ugly cries that, like, sits in your chest for, like, 20 minutes and snot goes everywhere. And you look super attractive where you're, like, unable to breathe. And you're like, I just feel like this bubble. That's kind of the how the cry I just had to get all the ableism out. I wanted to just get all of my ableism right out. And I highly recommend if you are a gimp dealing with internalized sexual ableism try to have a good ugly cry about your disability and sexual ableism once in a while you'll feel tons better and i may have just spent the last 20 minutes before i hit and record crying about this so i highly recommend a good cry but even though i cried i'm still angry about it since it happened twice with this guy in our last two sessions and I'm not sure how to make that anger go away and it's anger that I know I have because even as I talk about it and type it type the notes I'm reading on the screen right now even as I do all that I'm feeling mad I can feel the anger in my chest and I just want to find a way to fix it I even thought that I could invite a few you guys over and be like hey can I just jerk you off can I just practice jerking you off until you come can I just do that until my fine motor skills get better. I want to do sessions with dudes that help me get them off. So, if anybody listening 
wants to help me with my physiotherapy, let me know. I'm here for it. So since I noticed that I can't do these things with fine motor skills like fast, intricate, sexy, jerking off of a partner, or really intense blowjobs, etc., I wanted to take a minute and look at some of the things you can do if you live with having a more gross motor skill thing. And just to be clear, gross motor skill means like big broad movements, that's what gross means. Not like, ew, gross, but it just means like really broad movements in case you're wondering what that means. So I wanted to look at some things you can do if you have gross motor skill as your sexy superpower. And I know that most people listening with CP may feel this way and may want to hear this. So here we go. I found that as somebody with gross motor skills, I can do a lot of ass slapping and butt spanking. That's something that I have become really good at. Now, my way of slapping a hot ass and, and, and playing with someone's ass is kind of clunky, and I can't necessarily slap the ass to make that awesome hand-hitting skin sound that we all hear in porn and we all see happening when you grab someone's ass. I can't really do that. It's kind of slower, like I'm kind of like kneading your bum with my hands. That's sort of what's happening. Um, I can also really, I can I can like slap your ass and grab it, really do a really hard grab. So if you're into like ass pressure, I can do that. I can take big chunks of your ass in my hand as we're making out and grab it and do a, I can do that circular thing that people who are, who are versed in like spanking like to do where they get the ass ready for play and I can do a lot of circles on your bum with my hands. I can do that. That's something that I can really do. And, and gross motor function really makes that feel kind of good, I think. I like doing it, and I hope my partners enjoy it, but that's some kind of ass play that I can do. One of the other bodily movements that I like to do with gross motor skills and that I've kind of perfected is I love touching the chest. For me, it's, it's male-identified people with chests that I like to touch. Um, I'm big on chest hair. I like that a lot, so that's my jam. If you're somebody who likes to play with breasts and that's what you want to do and that's your that's what you're into, or you're somebody that has breasts and want your breasts played with, somebody with gross motor function can do a lot with the chest. And I think it's a great play space solely based on the fact that when you're on when you're playing with someone's chest, there's a lot of surface area and there's a lot of spots that you can play with. So you're not confined to to a really small area. Like sometimes when I'm playing with someone's genitals or their balls or their dick, I'm confined to a really sensitive small area. And when I'm on when I'm playing with someone's chest or their nipples or their chest hair, I have a lot more room to do big broad strokes and to grab things and to pull nipples and to pull chest hair and to do all that. I have more space to let my disability do what it's gonna do and have that be a sexy thing. So I highly recommend chest play as a, as a way to accentuate your gross motor function. If that's something you want to do and you and your partner want to go there, play with the chest. It's a lot of fun and it allows for things to really happen with your gross motor function that are that can be sexy. 
One thing I've also noticed when you play with the chest, if you have a spasm or if you get get excited and go spastic and hit somebody by accident, it's okay because it doesn't hurt as much say if you like hit them in the balls or something. You can have a spasm and the chest is pretty firm. So you can have spastic moments and not worry about really hurting your partner if you hit them in the chest. So the chest is a really great area and it really helps with, at least with my gross motor function and what I can do there. One of the great things about having gross motor function and, and not fine motor function as a disabled person is you might have a partner that really likes broad, deep strokes of their dick or broad, deep, deep strokes of their vaginal areas or you may have a partner that really likes pressure. Sometimes with my, my, my gross motor function, I squeeze a lot. Squeezing is a thing that happens with, at least with my CP anyway, so sometimes I'll grab someone's dick and I'll squeeze and I'll be a little bit too hard and I'll add a little bit too much pressure and sometimes it hurts, but sometimes it feels great. So you maybe want to talk to your partner about the power of pressure and what pressure means for their dick or their genitals or their body and how pressure can be really powerful when you talk about gross motor function. I think gross motor skills can be a great sexual asset if you like, if you use it that way. If you've ever been in a situation like I was tonight and that other time with, with that worker that I was just talking about and you're really upset and you want to do something to find solutions and you want to find a way to, to make your body do the thing you want to do. I was looking up, I went online and I looked up CP and fine motor skills to figure out what things you could do and I typed in sex to see if there was any exercises and of course there weren't. So I looked into what exercises there were available and I'm going to try to make those exercises kind of sexy now and talk about some things you could do if you want to improve your fine motor skills to get that person off better or to do that sexy move that your body just doesn't want to do. If you, want to, if you really want to work on that, I want to look at some options for us to do that if that's something you want to do. That's something that I definitely want to look into. So let me give you some solutions to improve your fine motor fuck skills. The more and more I looked into it, one of the things that I kept, kept seeing everywhere around fine motor skills was getting somebody with cerebral palsy to try writing stuff down. They were like, sit down with a pencil and paper and start tracing letters and tracing words and spelling words and writing words. And this is geared to uh, disabled kids because Apparently, when you're a disabled kid, they want to fix you, but when you're a disabled adult, there's nothing for you. So, it's geared to kids. But it said, like, you could write your name, and you could write your... You could write letters, and you could write a word, and all those things. So, I thought, why not sit down with a pen and paper, and write... Put the pen in your hand, and, and write down words like cock, pussy, ass, cum. Write all those words, like, write sexy words that get you off words that kind of make you tingle. Write those words and see how well you can write those words. And I think also, if we're talking about fine motor skills and the writing exercise, maybe like hold a dildo in your hand. Maybe when you're holding the pencil, see how that feels. Maybe um, play with a vibrator in your hand to see how your hands work when it goes up and down. There are ways to work around that, but I think the writing thing is really cool because you can write words like wheelchair, 
disabled dick smith. You could write all those words down too when you're doing it, and it could be really sexy. But it might help you in improving your fine motor fuck skills. And I gotta say too, when I was a kid, I hated doing those exercises. But if the OT and PT had told me as a kid that writing my name 70 million times would eventually lead to me getting the hot guy off better, I would have totally, totally done it. I'm just going to say. Also, when I was younger, one of the things that the OT and PT used to make me do all the time, which I kind of actually enjoyed, was they would make me build blocks or play with Jenga or do fine motor skills with blocks where I had to stack the blocks up in a tower and do, which, looking back on it, me making a tower a big hard cylindrical tower was totally foreshadowing that I was a big queer but uh so they used to make me build these structures and I never realized that it might help me with my coordination again now if you told me that if I could build a big dildo tower out of blocks that might mean that I that I would make a dude feel pleasure I would also completely totally do it and I think I may have mentioned this before on the show I'm not sure but there was a thing I used to do as a kid where they would make me take my finger and go like put my thumb to each finger and go one, two, three, four, five and do it again. One, two, three, four, five. I hated doing this because it felt pointless when I was a child. But if you said to me as an if you sat me down as an OT and said, Andrew, if you do this finger exercises, you will make a dude come all over your face. I it would be I would just it would happen. I would totally do it. So OTs and PTs who are interested in sexuality, can we please have a disabled adult guide on how to get your partner off? Maybe I should write one. Maybe that's my next endeavor. Maybe Disability After Dark needs to write a guide. What do we think about that? That's maybe something I'll do. I don't know. Um, but I would just I would love to see OT and PT things to help with that because the stress I felt with this beautiful man last night or tonight, rather. I'm, I'm recording them in weird sections. It was last night, but I said tonight, five seconds ago. Um, the the stress I felt with this guy, who I really liked on top of me and not being able to do it, was really, really took a toll on me, and I want solutions to change that. So I might look into a guide, and I might do an episode that looks into other guides that are out there to see if they're actually workable for disabled people. It's something that I want to definitely look into because this experience last night really pissed me off. Um, and I just wanted to share. I don't have much else to say about it, but I just wanted to share that experience with you and why I had sex, had great sex twice, and then got mad. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love for you to uh, write a minisode. So I want you to write for me and write into disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. And I'm going to give you some some ideas of things you could write about. I want you to write about the best and worst sex advice you've received as a disabled person. So write that in to disabilityafterdark at gmail.com and we'll see what we get. Maybe we can put two or three minisodes together about that. Um, I'm going to do a Valentine's Day episode, which by the time this comes out, it'll probably already be produced. I'm I'm just coming up with a bunch of ideas for episodes and I'm excited where the show's going to go in 2019. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye! 
All right, so that's another episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. I'm, of course, your host, Andrew Gerza. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this. If you want to follow my work, you can head on over to www.andrewgerza.com or follow me on Twitter at Andrew Gerza. You can also follow the Disability After Dark podcast on Twitter by following DisAftDarkPod. You can also follow our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disabilityafterdark. It would also be super awesome if you could leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts so more people can hear about the show. And if you are able and want to support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash cripple content. This way we can do, do things like get better equipment, you help me make a living doing this thing. You help support content made but made by and for people with disabilities. So I can't thank you enough. And you can pledge whatever you can and as little as $1 a month to make it as financially accessible as possible. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again next time right here on Disability After Dark. Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Cripple Content Creations, with music by Chris Ujiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music, are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright 2019